This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, July 26th, 2015. The Seuss Connection, Green Eggs and Ham. Good morning, Connection Church. We have one more Dr. Seuss story to do in this series. This week is a summary of Green Eggs and Ham. This is the story of Green Eggs and Ham and a little pest named Sam I Am. I did not like them, either one, more than anything under the sun. He asked, would you like them here or there? I said, I would not like them anywhere. He asked, would you like them in a house? I said, not in a house, not with a mouse. Would you eat them in a car? Eat them, eat them, here they are. You may like them, you will see. You may like them in a tree. On and on, he kept trying. He kept asking and I kept replying. I held my ground and I wasn't lying. I could not, would not on a boat. I will not, will not with a goat. I will not eat them in the rain. I will not eat them on a train. Not in the dark, not in the tree, not in the car. You let me be. I do not like them in a box. I do not like them with a fox. I will not eat them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. You do not like them, so you say. Try them, try them, and you may. I said, Sam, if you'll let me be, I will try them, you will see. And so I tried green eggs and ham, just to silence Sam I am. And what I found is that I like them. And then I turned around and thanked him. I do so like green eggs and ham. Thank you, thank you, Sam I am. Yeah. And so today we finish the Seuss Connection with what for many is a favorite selection. Green Eggs and Ham will be our focus with solid teaching, no hocus pocus. My last name's Jones, my first name's Carrie. I'm Alan Jones, and yes, we're married. <laughs> we're two sinners. God has saved us through the cross and the blood of Jesus. Once again, we say to you, good morning. Good morning. We so appreciate that you're joining us for worship here today. So let's get started, and everybody, let's pray. Thank you, God, so much for bringing us all here together for laughter. And now help uh, remove any distraction that we might be feeling and just focus on you and your message intended for each one of us here today. Thank you, Lord, and we praise you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And everybody here said, Amen. Amen. So Green Eggs and Ham, the best-selling of the Seuss books, one of the best-selling children books of all time. Basic premise is that an unnamed man doesn't like Green Eggs and Ham, at least not until he's badgered mercilessly by a guy named Sam I Am, and he tries them and then finds that he likes them. Great theme for a children's book, don't you think? Uh, how do you know you don't like it till you've tried it? 
Can't judge something by the way it looks, can't judge a book by its cover. Just because it's different doesn't mean, uh, uh, just because it's different than you're used to doesn't mean that it can't be good. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Well, trying new things is really important. And I know as parents, we often encourage our kids to try new things, try your peas. It's the difference between staying in a groove and allowing the groove to become a rut. Grooves are good, ruts are not. Can you say that first line with me? Grooves are good, ruts are bad. So I wanna tell you a story. It's a true story, we find it in the Bible, and it's about the nation of Israel. You see, Israel got in a rut. They stopped doing the things that God wanted them to do. They stopped doing the things that kept them focused on the Holy One. They turned from God instead of toward God. And they stopped loving their neighbor as themselves. They stopped loving God with their heart, their mind, their soul, their strength. They stopped serving. They allowed the gods of the people who surrounded them, and I'm talking little G gods, to become their focus. And they began worshiping little G gods, uh, gods of gold, gods of silver, gods of wood. And they tried to do things like the people around them who didn't believe in God, the creator of heaven and earth. They tried to live differently than God wanted them to. Here's what happened. They began living for themselves instead of for God, and they got in a bad what? Rut. Say rut. rut. Ugh, that doesn't even feel good to say. It's so bad that God had to do something drastic. So drastic, he allowed a neighboring nation, the nation of Babylon, to conquer them and to destroy their temple found in Jerusalem, which was the center, it was their capital city. And in doing that, the best and the brightest young people were exported. They were sent out of that area into Babylon. And the whole point, uh, what happened was that they there was intermarriage and intermingling. God used many of the Old Testament prophets in the first half of the Bible. There's lots of prophets, you know, Amos and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. They're people who God appointed to share God's word. They just weren't thinking it up themselves. It was they were God's mouthpiece. And so he used these prophets to either warn the people of Israel of what was going to happen or give them hope of how it would be uh, that they would end up coming out of it. Ezekiel was, Ezekiel was one of these uh, prophets. God used him to warn the people of the coming destruction of Jerusalem. And he was there also when this city was actually destroyed by Babylon. But God also used Ezekiel to bring hope to the people of Israel to help them to see that God could and would bring new life to a place that was lifeless. We see this most clearly, chapter 37, in the book of Ezekiel, found in the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible. It's a subtitle for this section is called The Valley of the Dry Bones. So if you have your Bibles, Ezekiel chapter 37, you can also look on your smartphones 
for it's on the screen. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. And then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you, and I'll cover you with skin. I will, I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. And then you will know that I am the Lord. So let's talk about this passage for a minute. The bones represent the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. Israel was already destroyed spiritually. They were just a mess. They were dry bones. And because the people had turned away from God. And now they were destroyed physically by Babylon, no longer alive as they once were, a valley of dry bones. And so the Lord instructed Ezekiel to prophesy, to speak to the bones. I mean, can you imagine if you were Ezekiel and the Lord said, talk to those bones? I'm like, whoa. But Ezekiel was obedient. And he prophesied to the bones. And he was supposed to tell them that the Lord would bring those bones back to life. Through the power of the Lord, the bones would once again support life. And then in the verses that follow, Ezekiel tells us that he did, in fact, prophesy to these dry bones as commanded by the Lord. And as he was prophesying, there was a noise. And just picture yourself, if you were Ezekiel, you prophesying, there's this noise, this rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And when Ezekiel looked, tendons and flesh appeared on the bones, and skin covered the bones, and, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet. Say the last three words, a vast army. And the Lord went on to share with Ezekiel that these bones were the people of Israel. Now the people of Israel had just about given up all hope as a result of the destruction of their city, Jerusalem, and their temple, and the fact that many had been exiled to a foreign land at the hands of Babylon. But this message to Ezekiel gives new hope. It breathes new life into these dry bones found in chapter 37 of that book of Ezekiel. God says the people will know he is Lord when he gives new life into what was once dead, when he puts his spirit into the people and settles them into their own land. Then they will know that the Lord has spoken. Just like in your life and in my life, 
The Lord is able to bring new life into our lives, into something that was dead, a dead relationship, a dead attitude, a life destroyed by drugs or sex or money or whatever. And the thing is, God can bring new life into our lives, but it will be short-lived if we continually act like the Israelites and we turn away from God. If we continue to do it our way, if we continue to ignore God's plan for our lives. You know, it's real easy to get into a rut. And truth is, we think we're kind of kind of gotten into a somewhat of a rut here connection. Not a bad rut at this point, not inescapable, but I think we've gotten a little dry, a little complacent. It's easy to get status quo. You know, um, we've been in existence for 14 years. Uh, it's so weird because we still refer to this as a new church. It's 14 years old. It was new on Christmas Eve 2001 and for a little while after that, but we're not new, are we? The challenge is that we need to act like we're new. We need to keep inviting like we did when we were new. We keep needing to reach out like we were new. We need, keep needing to sacrifice like we did when we were new. Because we have too easy to get into um, humdrum land of, of, of settling in rather than being excited like we were when we were new. And the thing is, things are good, right? How many would say things are good here? Amen? Yeah, it's good. But you know, one, one, one speaker we've heard who talks about leadership and all, he says, the problem with good is that um, um, good is the enemy of great. Good is the enemy of great because we settle for good when we should be striving for great. God calls us to strive for great, not for our sake, but for God's sake, because God deserves great because God is great. And God, God gives us all that we need to be great. He has great plans for Connection Community Church, great plans. We're not in the Valley of Dry Bones yet. You know, a bunch of dead, dried, dead bones. It's, we're not there yet, but we have dried out a little. And I think God can blow some new life into us. We gotta be willing to try a little green eggs and ham. You know what I'm saying here? We need to try some new things. We need to reach out. We need to uh, not be afraid to try a new experience or two. And so it all comes down to reaching. Reaching, reaching out, reaching in, and reaching up. Let's uh, take a look at that. First, let's start with reaching out. We need to share. We need to invite. Share what God's been doing in your life. Share the blessings that are so abundant, blessings that we don't deserve, blessing that God just gives us anyway. We hear how uh, many of you are blessed by being a part of a small group or a serving ministry or by attending worship. Share that with someone and invite them to come alongside of you. Invite, invite, invite. We talk about our friend network, friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, invite, invite, invite. We shared uh, a week or so ago on our to-do list, God challenges us to share the good news with all creation, 
that's what we are called to do. And so pray to God to give you the strength that you need to say those words or to um, do the actions so that people are drawn in. Invite, invite, invite. Mm. So we reach out. We also need to reach in, reach into our pockets. You know, we talked about this week two of this series. Reach into our pocket and by doing so, open our hearts to God through the tithe. Why? Because God tells us to tithe, to give back the first 10% off the top. That's what God tells us. And God's not kidding. The scripture doesn't say God said that and then went, ha, ha, ha. That's not what God did. We're to take God seriously with this. God has a lot for us to do, and God's made the money available to us. The problem is, a lot of it's still in our pockets, and we need to loosen it up. That's not the main reason, though. God has what he needs, but God needs us to, uh, to say to God, I trust you. I trust you, and I know that all I have is yours. I'm going to trust that you can allow me to survive on 90%. Allow me to survive on 90, I'll give you the 10 as a faithful step that says, I trust you, God, with what's already yours. That's the question. Do we trust that God will take care of us with the 90%? Do we trust that God will do what God told us he would do in Scripture? Uh, uh, the way we can say yes to that question is pure and simple give God the first 10. And let me tell you, if you're thinking about trying it, I'm going to give you a money-back guarantee. We have a 90-day challenge. Sounds like an infomercial, doesn't it? It's not meant to, but we're so sure of what God said here that if you'll tithe for 90 days, if you haven't tithed before, tithe for 90 days, we'll guarantee you, if you don't feel blessed at the end of 90, we'll give you back all your tithing. Get one of these brochures out at the information booth when you leave today and check it out. That's how sure. Reach in your pockets Give God what God's telling you to give. There you go. Next is reaching up. Reaching up. Reach up to God to seek God's direction and what God wants you to do with the life that God has given you. You see, God gives us uh, gifts and talents. It's all God's. It's not anything we've done on our own. And so it's our way to give back. We read in the gospel, the good news of Scripture in Mark chapter 10, verse 45 that jesus came to serve not be served he gave his life for the ransom of many and so jesus is our model and that's what we need to do to serve not sit back and be served and it feels good every once in a while but that's not how god wants it for our lives now we want to say thank you so many of you are serving in big big ways Thank you so much, and we commend you, and we know that you experience blessing through serving. But here's the thing. If you're already serving, invite one of your friends who's not to join you in your serving area. Invite a friend to church, have them serve with you early on. Here's the thing. Um, even though many of you are serving, many are also not serving. And so we're going to ask you to reach up. Reach up and seek where God is calling you to serve. Um, young lady on the platform this morning, I was teaching a Sunday school class. I got to do that one Sunday when I didn't preach. And I encouraged the youth in there, connect with the church and serve someplace. Where, where's God calling? She said, well, I can play an instrument. I said, you need to talk to Pastor Carrie. Boom, she's up here playing her viola this morning. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah, it was awesome. All right, so while we're doing that, 
First of all, Erin, you're awesome, but I had to try green eggs and ham because I'm like, okay, what do we do with a viola? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was different. wow. Thank it was you new. for hanging in there with us because it's so awesome. But when we think about that, we've got Erin, we have Hannah, who's in 11th, 10th or 11th grade. What grade is Hannah in? 10th, 10th grade. We have Brenton and we, had, we have Mitchell. Check him out on the drums doing the last. And here's the thing that gets me so excited. So when we started the church, when we were brand new, Courtney, who is out there now but is normally here, was 15. Devin, how old were you? 15. Aaron was young, 6, 17, 18, I don't know what. How old were you, 20? Oh, you were in college. She was in college. Okay, all right. Time she wasn't flies. here. Time flies. Um, <laughs> Courtney Parker, I'm just going to say, she was three years old when she started here. She's leading worship over in the garage right now. This is important, people. We've got to support our nursery. Our, it starts, you need to serve in the nursery so the parents can learn about Jesus and then encourage their kids. Be a part of the garage. Be a part of First Look. Boy, I could go on and on and on about this because it is so important. And while I'm talking about it, Megan was here and you were in college and you ended up running children's ministry. Megan and Ted, our kids from Texas are here. Please welcome them. <laughs> yeah. At least she didn't ask you to stand up, Megan. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this is so important to serve and encourage others to serve. I'm okay. looking at you, like the, all the Hartwick kids. I mean, there's so many of you. We need to really invest into our kids. I'm done. <laughs> but I didn't say what I was You're not to done. Say. <laughs> I thought you were done. <laughs> so here's the thing about serving. If you're not serving, or maybe you're in an area, maybe you're feeling dry bones in the area you're in. Okay, do the green eggs and ham thing. Try something new. Step out. Try something different. But try something. Try something, even if it's something you've never done. How do you know? Maybe you'll like green eggs and ham. Even if you've served in the past and you had a bad experience, I'm never serving again. Why? Try something new. Even if, 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 if you've served and you felt like you needed a break, you know, you've served up to here. Try a different, maybe you weren't serving where your gift mix was. Maybe you weren't serving where it was making, giving you energy rather than draining you. Try something new, maybe you'll like it. And the thing is, if you don't, give it a fair try. You find you don't like it, try something different. Go to the person overseeing that area and say, you know, this just isn't working. I need to try something different. That's fine. You know, the guy in the story didn't know that he liked green eggs and ham until he finally tried it. And guess what? He liked it. And you may too. So there's all kinds of opportunities. From the parking lot to the platform, from serving nursery, kids, youth, to helping teenagers know about Jesus. Is there anything more important than that? To setting up chairs, to tearing down chairs, to setting up mission trips, helping people find a seat. Somebody came in here last night to set your seat up. And somebody's gonna stay after to take them down so the youth can use this afterwards. 
to help somebody find salvation, new life in the Lord. It is so important that we have, I know you noticed that when you came in, we have four stations set up out in the parking lot. We want to tell you a little bit about each station. Four stations. The stations are there for you to be able to ask some questions, be able to explore what it might be like to serve in a particular area, to be able to sign up in that area. One station covers all what we call first impressions, which includes ushers, guest services, parking, hospitality, set up. We should have tear down in there too. These are all serving opportunities that help someone feel comfortable when they come into Connection Community Church. You know, we've got people, new people say, oh my gosh, I was so welcome. Well, that doesn't just happen by magic. It happens because people have taken their time and energy to make sure that happens. They made sure that somebody's greeted there in the parking lot. They had a chair here in the sanctuary to sit in, having somebody give them a program. See, a couple people stand in the back now. They're making sure that everything's copacetic in here during the worship time, making sure you have a seat, being there, answer questions you have. And you know, when you first came here, hopefully you were welcomed in some way from the parking lot on inside. How important is that for the next new person to have happen? You know, uh, studies have shown that a new person has decided long before they get to the music or message oftentimes whether they're coming back based on how they were greeted from the time they got out of the car till the time they got in their seat. It's important for us to do that. So there's another station, and it's in the area of worship and tech. This includes the praise team, the tech team, uh, sound, visuals, worship design, lots and lots of things. And this just doesn't happen. There's lots of practice, lots of behind the scenes to pull Sunday morning off. And we can always use more. We might act like we've got it all together. And we want to look like that so that we have a good worship experience. But there's always room for more. Another station is where you can ask about children's ministry and what it means to serve. I've already gone off on that one. It's so important. You know, if a child, statistics show that if a child doesn't accept Christ when they're like nine years old by the time they're nine it's a really long time before they get back into Jesus it's so important and then the fourth station is our youth our awesome youth our youth who make a difference in this church they're just not a little sidearm but they are part of us we are all in this together and I would hate to be a teenager today there are so many tough choices there are so many challenges, and we need to come alongside and mentor and celebrate and walk alongside of our youth today to help them choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And you can't just by going on the screen, go outside and talk to some people, because I know in the youth area, it's not all necessarily directly working with youth. The two little rough girls, be careful of them, because they're going to get you to sign up to get, provide food for lunch for the youth. They're very good at that. But, I mean, you, uh, there's a woman who she loves to cook, so she's helping out with lunches. You can provide a lunch for the youth because they meet right after church, and we need, to, we need to feed them. You know, our goal here is that every single person at Connection Church would be serving. Why? Well, sure, there's the practical because we, we can't operate without <laughs> uh, people serving. It, it, this place was shut down 
immediately if we didn't have the, um, you all serving here. That's the practical. But the very much more is the spiritual. We serve because that's what Christ told us to do. To use our time and our talents for the glory of God and for the building up of those around us. To use our God-given gifts to help connect people with Jesus and the life that he offers. And there's direct and indirect in all sorts of ways in which we connect people with Jesus from setting up a chair to singing a song. I mean, it's all over the board. That brings us back to reaching out. Reaching out to our friend network, friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors. Reaching out to them in the name of Jesus. Reaching out and serving them in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe that God has given us everything we need right here at Connection to do what we're called to do. God has given us all the financial resource, all the people power. It's all right here, all the spiritual resource just plugging in to the Holy Spirit. And we trust that. And so it's important for all of us to trust God and to release to God, to um, just kind of sink into his arms, to pray about it, and to trust. Again, that's the big deal. And to do whatever we do in the name of the Lord. You know, over the years, uh, a lot of people here at CCC have said, uh, expressed a desire to go deeper. And we praise that because we think it's important to go deeper. Sometimes, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what I mean, but oftentimes I think what it means is to go deeper in the Word, to, 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 to dig a little more into the Bible, to try to understand, to, to utilize that in our day-to-day -day activities. Oh, no, I think people would like maybe us to preach at a theologically deeper level, but that's kind of a challenge since we have people here who have been uh, met Jesus for one day, and we've got people who have known him for 50 years. So that's probably, that's a really wide span. And, and I think it is important to go theologically deeper, but sometimes I think we miss the very practical way in which we can go deeper. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny how if you read Scripture, Jesus never said be in five Bible studies a week, but he did tell us to reach out reach in and reach up. He did tell us to do these things, to reach, uh, to reach out to people and, and offer them a relationship with Jesus Christ, to reach in and, and give of, uh, of our money and ourselves, and also to serve because we are called to serve and not be served. That's exactly right from his lips. Um, it's, it's pretty simple way to go deeper. Invite give and serve it couldn't get much more simple than that so we encourage you to check out the serving opportunities check out the tents you're not going to be strong-armed honestly people though are excited to share about ministry that's happening the ref girls might strong arm you into yeah. a meal they're tough they're tough little girls i'm telling you seek god's direction <laughs> let god use you to breathe some new life into some dry bones. Don't be afraid to try green eggs and ham. Sign up, serve, and trust. We guarantee you that you will be blessed. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, you challenge us 
to follow the model of Jesus, to serve and not be served, to get off the stands, to quit being spectators and get in the game. Thank you for this place where it would shut down without all of the willing servants. And God, thank you for the opportunities that are here for everyone to have a part of our mission to connect people with Jesus and the life he offers. Thank you for the life you offer us, for sending us a Savior who gives us life and hope and a new tomorrow every single day. We thank you and we praise you. And all the people said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.